Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? I know I have. That's how I got here. When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had so many questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The questions were endless. The answer to every question is simple. Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing now by reading this ad. I found Anchor to be super easy to upload my podcast episodes and edit them all within the same app. So if you have if you have always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go to anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. You heard me. That's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hello, welcome to the I Am Every Woman podcast with yours truly, Tamika Young. Last episode, I talked about the many titles I personally have as a woman. The next few episodes, I want to continue to break down those titles, explain why they are important to me and how they affect my day-to-day life. Today's episode is all about motherhood. Let's jump into it. Okay, motherhood. If you are a reader of my blog, then this isn't new to you. But if you are new to the I Am Every Woman community, yes, I am a mother. I am a mother to two beautiful children, Amir and Elijah. Um, Before I go into giving you guys the details um, about when I became a mother, um, I do want to share a little bit of my background. So, um, I'll say before I became a mom, um, I was always a person who loved kids. Um, and I always felt that I had maternal instincts. Like I just felt like there was something that, that came natural to me. Um, I always knew I wanted to be a mom and it was just something that I just knew at a very young age was something that going to be in my future I was the oldest um and only girl of all of my siblings so um I was used to taking care of kids or helping to take care of kids you know uh changing my my younger brother's diapers washing bottles like it was just something that that I knew how to do um at a very young age so when it came time for me to Um, have my own children a lot of the things that I had to do were they just they came natural and it was easy and I didn't have to try to figure it out um because I knew from helping to take care of my brothers and taking care of my brothers that you know I knew how to do a lot of things um I think the only biggest difference for me is that my first child is a girl and I help raise boys um, so it was just a little bit of a difference, but it wasn't it wasn't that big of a difference for me. Um, it was pretty easy. 
when I was pregnant with my first child with Amir, everyone would ask, oh, are you scared? And to be honest, I wasn't. I wasn't scared. I wasn't scared at all. Um, I knew that I had a good support system. Um, you know, people around me that cared about me and the well-being of my unborn child. So I wasn't, I wasn't scared at all about bringing life into to into the world. I think the scariest part for me was actually just giving birth. That was most definitely the scariest part for me. But other than that, I felt like I already had everything I needed, you know. I I was I was already prepared, if that makes sense. I gave birth to Amir at the age of 20, which is not different from my mom. My mom had me when she was 21, and I had my baby girl when I was 20. And just for and then and it's crazy. Like my mom had me when she was twenty one. I had Amir when I was twenty. My mom's firstborn was a girl. My firstborn was a girl. Um, I'm born in eighty eight. Amir is born in oh eight. Like we just have so many similarities in in our situation. It's hilarious, but yeah. So um, I gave birth to Amir. Um, like I said, at the age of twenty in two thousand eight. The scariest part for me in giving birth to Amir was the whole process. My pregnancy was fine, um, but as far as like me going to the hospital and, and, and delivering, it was just not a very good experience. Um, for one, I did have preeclampsia, and that was just a whole a whole bunch of scared like for the doctor to tell me I have this and I didn't know what it was and then them explaining it to me and I still didn't understand completely what it was I'm just sitting there fearful thinking oh my gosh what's going to happen to my baby and so that's that whole experience was not it wasn't good for me um and it had me hella scared because I didn't know what was going to happen and it got to the point where they had to take her from me. I had to get an emergency C-section um, because if not, things could have took the turn for the worse. I literally almost died bringing her into this world, but she was worth it. That was the scariest part for me. Fast forward nine years later, um, and I give birth to my son, Elijah, in 2017. He will be two this year, um, but he most definitely has changed the the dynamic of our household because Amir has been the only child, my only child, for so long. Um, so it's very interesting just watching them grow together. I will say, for me, that being a mom is like the best job and the best title ever. Now, before I get into explaining why I feel this way, don't get it twisted sometimes it can be hard but we'll get to that there's good times there are bad times there are days when you're frustrated and you and you're trying to figure things out and it's it's like a like the like the a roller coaster of your life you know like there's so many highs but then sometimes we got a few lows that we got to dip in and come right back out of 
And I think that it's like that with anything in life. But mom, being a mom is most definitely like that as well. Um, as a mom, I feel like I'm so much more to my kids than just the person that gave birth to them. You know, I, they they look at me and I'm I'm misfix it. You know, they expect me to fix everything. I'm their doctor when they're sick. Um, and not like their doctor, like, you know, actually being able to diagnose them because I don't have a medical degree. But, you know, saying when they have fevers or, you know, they they got a boo-boo or whatever, like I got to be their nurse and take care of whatever it is that that's affecting them. Um, I'm their chauffeur, their taxi. Amir, not so much with Elijah right now, but Amir has practices. She's in Girl Scouts. Like she's always on the go and wants to do something. Um, I'm their teacher um, who not only teaches them education, but I feel like it's also my job to teach them how to be good people in this world, um, how to um, be mentally and emotionally healthy. Um, I felt like that's something that wasn't taught to me or wasn't displayed to me. I mean, it's something that I had to figure out and learn on my own. So if I can in any way learn from that and teach my kids as much as I possibly can how to be a mentally and emotionally healthy person and how to deal with certain situations, then I'm all for teaching them that. Um, because one of the things I want to try to avoid is my kids having to go through or experience some of the hardships that I have in finding out who I am and how to love myself and so many other things. So if I can teach them, you know, how to do that, I'm all for it. And not saying that I even know how, because it, it wasn't something that was displayed to me. So in me doing it, I'm just I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to set that example for them um, so that they can just be better, be better little people growing up so that when they get a certain age, when they come to face with certain things, they can use the tools that I've provided for them to deal with whatever it is that that they're trying to deal with. I will say I am their counselor or their therapist when they need emotional support. Now, before I say this, I know some people may agree. Some people may disagree. I know one of the things I always heard from my mom was, I ain't your friend. I'm your mama. But I feel like I want to be their friend. And not be their friend like, oh, me and Amir, we going out she get a certain age, we going out getting drinks, or we going to, to party. Like, no, like not friends like that. But being a friend in creating a safe space for them to be able to come to me with any and everything. I know growing up, there was things that I didn't feel comfortable or I just was afraid to talk to my mom about. And, and that's just me being honest. It, it was. And I don't want to repeat that with my own children. I want, it, like, anything. I Like, to this day, I still tell Mir, like, anytime you need to talk to me, no matter what it's about, approach me. Mama, I need to talk. And I don't care what I'm doing at that time. I will stop and we're going to talk. 
Like if I ever hear those words from her, everything else is being dropped and we're going to talk. And even if she doesn't need me to talk, but just needs me to listen, then that's what I'm going to do. And so, yes, I do want to be my kids' friends, but they will know the boundaries within that. They will know when I'm, I am friend and when I'm mama. They gonna know when they, my kids, they already know not to play with me. So, and me being their friend, they also know that I'm their mom and they know, they know their boundaries within the two. And like I said, and being their friend, I don't, like, I don't want to, you know, like, not like no best friends we sharing, like I'm sharing personally. No, it's, I, I want to be their friend, like I said, in creating a safe space where they're free to be themselves and f- and be able to come to me with issues or with things that they're struggling with or they're able to, to, to talk have a conversation with me about whatever it is on their chest so they don't have to hold those feelings in and and in in their head fi- try to figure out how to deal with them on their own whatever it, whatever it is that's bothering them or that they need to come to me with um i think it's okay for our kids to fear us but at the same time i think it they need, they need to feel safe with us too and knowing that if i go tell my mom this she's not gonna she's not gonna judge me or if i tell my mom that come to my mom and tell her i need to talk to her i want to talk to her about something that i'm feeling she's not gonna blow me off or she's not gonna tell me to wait like I think that's important. Again, I could be wrong. I've only been a mom. I've personally been a mom for uh, eleven year, almost eleven years now. So you know, I don't. I'm not going to say my way is the right way, but I'm saying that that is something that I am trying to implement and try within my household with my children, in hopes that it been is it's, it has a positive effect on them. To be honest, I think when it comes to being a mom, I am any and everything that my children need me to be at any given time. You know, Amir may need me to be someone to listen while Elijah needs me to be someone who gets him a cup of juice. <laughs> you know, or Amir might need me to... Uh, teach her how to do something in math while Elijah just wants me to read him a story you know it's just like any like I'm just like it changes it changes on a day-to-day basis it changes on a hour to hour it changes so often that you know the mommy hat it just stays on and I'm a mom 247 I'm a mom in my sleep I'm in my I'm a being a mom and just talking to you other moms like it's just I think it is a title it is a job that was meant for me I love the fact that I get to raise little people who will grow to be adults that will do great things I believe would do great things in the world do things to affect the world affect the world and and to change people's lives I see them being an even better version of myself and of my husband. And I believe that that they will be. I believe that the way that we are raising them and the way that we want want to raise them is that there's no doubt in my mind that there will be better versions of myself. So now that we talked about the good stuff, 
let's get into the hard stuff yeah being a mom like i said it is the best job but it is a job that at times can be hella hard excuse my language but yeah can be hella hard on so many levels let's start with privacy like you get no privacy at all not even a little bit like I have to wait till everyone goes to sleep for me to be able to talk to you guys and hope that Elijah doesn't wake up when he doesn't realize I'm not close by like yeah no privacy and you think it changes as they get older no it don't Amir is 11 and she still comes in the bathroom while I'm in the bathroom to talk to me or to ask me questions or tell me things I'm sure can wait until I get out she still does it she's 11 years old and sometimes she comes in to to take Elijah out but sometimes she comes in just to yeah and I'm like can I do this in peace but you know it's sometimes you're like ah but then sometimes I'm like those are the memories that I'm going to love or miss the most when they stop doing them. When they stop doing them, it's like, it's just, it's going to be one thing I, I miss, you know? Like, for example, so Amir, ever since she was a little girl, I would tuck her in every night. Every single night, I didn't miss a night. It was, and if I, if I, if she goes, like, she would literally go get in bed and wait for me and if she did if I didn't come fast enough she was getting out of the bed to come say mama I'm waiting on you and so um and she did this you know we had to do it every night I had to go in tuck her in give her a kiss told her good night told her I love her till I see her in the morning right so it wasn't last year I want to say two years ago yeah two years ago she stopped doing that. She stopped letting me know she was going to bed and for me to come tuck her in. The first night she did it, I remember telling my husband, Amir didn't ask me to tuck her in tonight. I'm like, well, maybe she just, you know, she, you know, just wanted to go to bed, didn't want me to tuck her in. Didn't think too much of it. So then the next night, she did it again. I was like, okay. So for that whole week, now, she, she, she said goodnight to me and my husband. She told us, she she told us goodnight, love you, see you in the morning. But she didn't ask me to tuck her in. I ain't gonna lie. I felt some type of way. I even told my husband, like, Amir don't want me to tuck her in no more. And I felt some kind of way. It's like, you know, my baby's getting older. She don't want me to tuck her in no more. But she still tells us goodnight. I love you. See you in the morning every night faithfully. And then I'm like, if she stopped telling me, stop wanting me to tuck her in, then eventually she gonna stop telling me good night and that she loved me and that she see me in the morning. And I'm gonna feel some type of way about that. But you know, like I said, you you kind of complain about certain things that they do, but then when they stop doing them, you like you miss it, you know, and you have those memories of of the of the things they they did. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm getting off topic. No privacy. 
showers, bathroom time, like, eh, that just, it's, it's not yours ever again, you know? And then there's, there'll be days when I'm like, why? Like, why? Why did I have kids? I got to, like, regroup or reset because those are the days when it's like, ah, like, it's hard. But then that's completely normal. It's completely normal. And then with me having the kids so far apart, like, they're nine years apart. So for nine years, like I said, Amir was the only child, my only child, you know? And so for nine years, I was like, hey, (laughs) you know, I thought I had this motherhood thing on lock. Like, I got this. Like, I'm a pro. I know what I'm doing. But then here come little old Elijah. Yeah, Elijah makes you realize that um, there's levels to this. There's, there's most definitely levels to this. Like, and he's on a whole nother level. Like, <laughs> Amir was super easy. And maybe she was too easy. And that's why Elijah came to me the way he is. Because Amir was just super easy. And yeah, Elijah's just not <laughs> like I saw this meme and I don't remember what it said, but it was something like basically said that your second, your first child was so easy. It was something talking about how the first child is easy and the second child is the one that's going to test you on on so many levels. And I saw that. I wish I would have screenshotted or saved it so I could have read it to you guys. But I saw that and thought, yeah, that that's my life. Yeah. Mary made it easy. And Elijah is showing me that, nah, mom, you weren't ready for this. <laughs> you know, it wasn't you, you. You weren't you weren't ready for this. Um but yeah um and then on top of me being a mom I'm also like I'm a I'm a stay-at-home mom who's not a stay-at-home mom right so my husband is on the road a lot so that means that I'm on duty 24 7 I guess no time off I guess no break the breaks I do get I I want to either sleep or work on business or blogs or podcasts like I want to work on other things but then sometimes I'm so tired that I really just want to sleep you know and you know so like I said I'm I'm on duty 24 7 and that's fine but sometimes to be honest like I need a break too you know sometimes I want to be like you know what I quit this job it's been nice knowing you I no longer want it like I quit that's what I want to say, but I can't because these are my babies and I love them. Um, and I guess, and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only mom that feels that way. Like sometimes, yeah, we need breaks and it's okay to take one. Like sometimes if I get up early enough, what I'll do is I'll let a mirror, like, you know, I'm home, we homeschool. So what I'll do is I'll let mirror, if Elijah's still sleep, I'll allow mirror to sleep in depending on if I get up so if I get up real early if I get up at let's say six or seven right I get up real early and the house is still quiet it's like the best silence ever and I'm like oh they're both still asleep so what I'll do is I'll get up fix me some tea fix me some breakfast and just enjoy that little bit of quietness that I have that that little piece of just <sighs> being able to take a breath that's okay that is much needed 
whenever you are a mom like it's needed those breaks are needed and take as many as you need take them when you need sneak them in when you can you know i know for me like when elijah elijah takes his nap around the same time every day unless something happens and he just doesn't take a nap but for the most part he takes his nap around the same time every day and so when he takes his nap i have to make the choice of should i take a nap too or should i actually try to get some work done most days i take a nap too because i need it because i need to recharge my battery for when he gets up i'm I'm okay to to chase him around the house or do whatever that needs to be done with him and that's okay like i don't want anyone to to look at me or look at other moms online and think oh man she has it together you know she's always you know doing this this that and the third like she makes it look so easy that's not the case if anybody ever looks like look at that look at me and think that you have no idea and then that's why I try to be as transparent as possible and share the things that I'm going through whether it's good or bad because that's just that's all a part of life you know I don't want to make it seem like oh it, like it's all peaches and cream because sometimes it is and sometimes it's not you know and that's that's just life that's a part of life it's a part of being a mom you know there's sometimes when I literally want to cry and if we're gonna be honest I'm gonna be honest if sometimes there's like I literally want to cry because I need a break just that much you know, and I have to talk to my husband and, and explain to him that I like I need this is what I need. You know, so when you come home, I need this. I need this time. I need I need me time. I need to get out of the house by myself for a little while. I need to go on date nights. You know. And I have to communicate those things for him because I can't automatically assume that he knows that that's what I need that has to be communicated you know but there's days like you know I seriously like uh uh-uh or it's days where they get all my attention and everything else is neglected like the house like sometimes especially the living room and my bedroom Elijah thinks everything belongs on the floor so he would literally go in my closet and pull clothes down that I hung up on hangers, pull them down, take clothes out, clothes basket, and throw them on the floor. He thinks all his teddy bears and his toys belong on the floor. So most days, I don't clean my living room and I don't clean my bedroom because he comes right behind me and just undoes everything I do. You know, and that that's like if you go in someone's house and they got kids and you don't see toys and stuff all over the floor some robots (laughs) like like that's just it's a part it's a part of comes with the territory it really does you know it's a good job it's the best job I love the fact that I'm a mom but sometimes it is hard um and it has it has it's been like and, and it has its benefits like I believe that kids teach you I believe they come into your life to show you things 
to teach you things. I believe that people like to say, oh, that baby's been here before or um, you know, that baby, that, that, that baby's been here before. He's been here before. Um, I believe that. I believe that in a way the little people that are sent to us are one sent to us for a reason and in some way they have been here before and they know things that we do not maybe I'm crazy I don't know but I do believe that I also believe that having kids definitely changes you um they push you to your limits they teach you lessons like things you never knew about life about yourself like they teach you those things you know I know my children have taught me patience um helped me with my attitude um helped me to be more mature to you know it was a point where I would you know go off the hinge about anything but now it's like okay it's not just me now like there's a little person who is watching me and who you know what I'm saying who I have to think about now and they also teach me they've also taught me the understanding of needing to be more understand of understanding and that that's just a few things but I feel like they've taught me so much and I feel like I know Amir has saved me. Me having Amir so young has, has she saved me on multiple occasions. And I'm gonna save that conversation for another episode, another conversation, but I wouldn't trade being a mom for anything. Yes, it's the best job. And yes, it is hard, but it is so worth it. And I know being a mom isn't for everybody. And that's okay. I'm not saying that people who aren't moms or who don't want to have kids, that they are any less of a woman than I am. not going to say that. I'm just saying me personally and my life, I love being a mom. Yes, sometimes I want to pull my dreads out. Yes, sometimes... I want to call their grandmother and be like, yo, come get your grandkids. I, come get them. But then I, they leave me, and if they're gone for too long, I'm calling, like, where my baby's at? What are they doing? You know? Like, yeah, I need a break, but then sometimes I'm like, okay, that break's been long enough. I need my babies back. The house is too quiet. Like It's like a, a, a roller up and down, man. Roller coaster up and down. And that's cool. You know, I see. I'm going to say this and then I'm going to wrap up. So. There's been times that I've seen things in the media, on the news and stuff like that, where people mistreating babies. Their own babies, babies that they've given birth to. Um, you can only go by what is shown or, or or discussed in the media about the woman and why she did what she did or what she did. Um 
I will say that say this like depression is real postpartum depression is also real so I feel like I've had I have with the mirror I had a very and I should I still do I have a very good support system so there was a time when she was young where I was going through some things and I never I ever in my life uh never it never crossed my mind to do anything to her but me mentally I was just going through things right and I never dreamt of doing anything to her but it was a time where I needed I couldn't be around her because I I wasn't 100% myself, right? So I her grandmother would come and get her. Um and so I say that to say this that I know not everyone is blessed with having support systems or have people that can help them with their kids. I know this um, I wish that there was something, you know, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm always thinking about how I can impact other people or other women. Because I know being a mom sometimes is hard and being a single mom is even harder. I was raised by a single mother for a while. I, I was always married. I was a mom before I was a wife. So I know that it can be very hard. But at any time... If any of you guys that are listening, if any time that you feel like it's too much or that you like seriously need a break, like you need to get away, call a friend, call your mom, call their grandmother, call like call anyone and 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 verbalize that. Let them know, hey, I need a break. I need to get away for an hour, two hours. I need someone to come watch the kids. Like, let people know. They 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 not they're they're not gonna know. You have to you have to talk about it. You have to let people know what's going on with you. Don't result to doing something to yourself or to your babies. Um that's something that I want to go into more depth about um, on a later episode. We're kind of running it kind of long right now. But yeah, like, yeah, being a mom is good, but it's also hard. And that's just, that's life. You know, my mom was a single mom, single mom of uh, five kids. So I can only imagine, you know, only imagine what it's like. I was a single mother for a while. And it was hard, you know, trying to do everything by myself. I mean, I wouldn't say I was a single mom because Amir's dad is in her life. But just because we co-parent, it didn't make it any easier. It didn't. It was still hard. It didn't make it any easier for me. It was still hard. You know, sometimes I I still had to work two jobs. You know, it was hard. 
but having people around me to help me was the best thing ever. And like I said, I know not everyone is blessed with that, of having that type of support system. But, you know, find a friend who also has kids. Y'all take turns, you know, giving each other time to breathe. You know, just let people know when you need help. There's nothing wrong with letting people know you need help. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you any less of a mom or any less of a woman. It just makes you human. You know? But anyway, um, I think that's all for this episode. Um, I want to wrap it up um, by saying, like I said, yes, motherhood is great. And I wouldn't trade my babies for anything in the world. But motherhood at times also can be hard. Um, my advice would be is to find moms who you can relate to, who maybe has gone through what you're going through or is currently in the same predicament as you and just like start a mom tribe, you know, and once a month, you know, you guys have a night out where you guys can get babysitters and, and have a night out, you know, or set play dates so the kids can play while you guys chop it up, have girl talk. You know, or like I say, like take turns like, hey, this Friday, you know what I'm saying? Can you watch the kids so I can go get a pedicure or go go catch a movie by myself? And then next week, you know, I'll you can do the same. I'll take your kids and do the same. Of course, somebody you trust. But, you know, just like having that type of type of community can help you. Having that type of dynamic friendship can help you. <laughs> I know just recently last year I found my mom tribe and to be honest it has helped me in ways I don't even think they know you know our group chat is like where it's at you know I love like just like we don't see each other often they don't live in the same city as me but when we do get up like it's so much fun and we all like it gives us a chance to vent and just relate on so many different levels about our husbands about our kids you know about business and it's just it's a breath of fresh air and sometimes it's needed you know so if I would suggest anything I would say find you a mom tribe or find you a good friend who you know who is who also has kids and you guys can be in it together you know don't ever feel like you're in it by yourself because you're not you know there are people out there that are willing that can help you or willing to help you you know anyway that's all for this episode i want to thank you guys so 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 much for listening and remember if you would like to support me please be sure to share subscribe leave a review tell a friend also check out my blog everywomanim.com subscribe there as well that's all for now but i'll see you all next episode of i am every woman with tamika young